What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Red Circle, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on. Also, subscribe to Off the Floor. That's Winnow with two N's, winnow.app, backslash off the floor. Text directly to your phone from the hosts of Five on the Floor. Bypass Twitter, X, and the like. Get your exclusive Q&As, your long posts, your prize picks contests. We do it all at Off the Floor. Again, it's winnow.app backslash off the floor. Also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. I've been mentioning Biscayne Bay brew house a lot for Biscayne Bay brewing down the street from the Kasaya center. It's a great place to watch football though. We did it last week. We're going to do it again on Sunday night. Heat, excuse me, heat. Why would I say heat dolphins? One and O dolphins against the Patriots uh, chance to put the Patriots at zero and two. We know two is undefeated against Bill Belichick during his career. We're going to be watching the game at 820, but we'll be out there starting around 7 o'clock. We'll have more giveaways. Also be giving away a free beer again if you mention five reasons. But check it out. It's the Biscayne Bay Brew House from Biscayne Bay Brewing, an independent, locally-owned brewery. And again, they are partners with the Miami Marlins as well. So check them out at BiscayneBayBrewing.com or just come visit us down the street from Casaya Center on Sunday night. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscayne. Yeah, uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. 
All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander, Brady Hawk. You can follow Brady Hawk 305. We're continuing Jimmy Butler week. As we record this, it is still Jimmy's birthday. He turned 34 years old today. Check out two previous episodes we did on Jimmy, uh, one of which was how the heat can maximize him as he ages. And the second one I did with Alex and the one I did with Brady was how Jimmy can grow his own game. Uh, as he goes into the last three years of his contract with the Heat. We'll see what happens thereafter. But today we're going to look back a little bit instead of looking forward. And we're just going to riff off some of our favorite Jimmy moments since he joined the Miami Heat. You know, when he joined the Heat, there was a lot of uh, criticism of him uh, for the way that he had handled things in previous stops, particularly uh, Minnesota. But pretty much at all three stops, there were questions about how he got along with teammates, how he got along with his coach in Philadelphia, Brett Brown, uh, whether or not he was a, a team killer to a certain degree, even though it was kind of a ridiculous premise when you look at the fact that his teams were better when he was on them. <laughs> uh, you look at what happened to Chicago, Minnesota and Philadelphia afterwards, all three teams, I think, regretted moving on from Jimmy Butler. And you take a look at what he's accomplished with the Miami Heat. And now I think you can say that there should be even more regret because he's become one of the best playoff performance performers in the NBA, whether or not he wants to call himself playoff Jimmy or not. And of course he tends to be contrarian. If you tell him he's not, he'll say he is. If you tell him he's not, he'll say, if you tell him he is, he'll say he's not. Um, but in addition to that, although there are always going to be Jimmy moments behind the scenes that an organization uh, needs to deal with, needs to monitor etc. Um, he has been the perfect heat culture guy in other ways. Uh, he has been an embodiment of the organization in the same way that say Alonzo morning was where, you know, he's going to give absolutely everything he has at the moments that it matters. And he is going to basically put winning before everything else. And if you don't like it, get out of his way. <laughs> he's not going to want to be your teammate. And Eric Spolster and him, even though they've had some rocky moments, have also developed this kind of kinship where from the very beginning, Jimmy Butler identified Eric Spolster as the best coach that he's ever had. And I believe that he would still say that is the case, even after, again, the rocky moments that you go through between a star and a coach. So I'm going to start here, guys, uh, with one of my favorite moments, and then we'll just continue. We'll just, again, go around the horn. I'm going to start with the press conference because I, I was looking back at our podcast from there. And I think Greg, you talked about it at the time. This was just kind of like, I mean, honestly, it was like candy for heat fans. Um, he said everything that you would want a guy to say when he came here. And the thing about it is he has lived up to those things. Um, the things that Pat Riley said about him at that press conference, him being a top 10 player, the things that Eric Spolstra said at that press conference and said to us on the side on a podcast that we did with him about utilizing him differently, uh, making him more of a ball handler, sort of treating him as not LeBron light, but kind of LeBron eight and a half, maybe out of 10. Uh, a lot of the things that LeBron would do for them uh, when he was in Miami. And, and just again, the way he kind of just captured what the heat wanted to be going forward. And that's exactly what they've been. They've been Jimmy's team, but it's based on a history of stars who have bought into the program before Jimmy just buys in, in a different way. 
And if he doesn't buy in, nothing can work. And I think that's a testament to the Heat organization that they've gotten him to buy in, that Spolster has gotten him to buy in in particular. And I know he has a fondness for others in the organization. And again, that they've had the kind of success they've had. So I start with the presser um, and just looking back at everything that he said and all of it, he has basically been a man of his word, Greg. I'm glad you started there because as we uh, did our show prep, which was Ethan saying uh, favorite Jimmy moments and that's it. And so then we, we come to the show prepared. Uh, I'm glad that you went as far back as you did, because that's a super uh, important moment in that he won the press conference, but not just won it. He said everything perfectly. And then he went out and did it. And there's also an element of that the Heat fan at that moment really needed a star to pick them and to come here and to and 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 like I just remember Heat fans feeling like finally we got ourselves a guy, right? But here's where I'll I'll flip ahead to. Um the there's one part of this that I want to mention uh that came after the press conference. I thought it was super cool how the minute he got here, he propped up guys like Tyler Hero. He propped up guys like Bam Adebayo. That that stuff immediately upon arrival, super dope. But then, so you get Jimmy Butler and you're like, "Okay, we got one of the top 20 players in the league." But you still, there's still a segment of the world that says, well, yeah, you got Jimmy, but he ain't good enough to do it himself. And then what happens? He goes toe to toe with LeBron James in the NBA finals and shows everybody, no, 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 no. I am at a different level than you thought I was. I can get to this level. And I thought that that was when when Heat fans said, whoa, we didn't just get a star that chose Miami. We got a superstar. And so that was, to me, uh, nailing the press conference, obviously. I'm glad you started it there. But going toe-to-toe with LeBron so early in his Heat tenure, I feel like validated to Heat fans that like this dude could compete at the absolute highest level. And I have a bunch more, but in, in an effort for everyone to get fresh uh, perspective here, Brady can can hit us with the next one. Yeah, and Brady, if you can, because I know you're going to have him spanning, you know, the time that Jimmy's been here. Do you have anything between that press conference and him going toe to toe with LeBron in the 2020 Finals? Uh, you know, COVID bubble and all that stuff. I'll say the one thing that I feel like we have to talk about and mention was the T.J. Warren incident. Like on, <laughs> yeah. on the list of like favorite Jimmy moments, like you, you talked about, like showing what he is on the court, which was what he did in the bubble, like of what you had here in Miami. But what you, sh- I think that was the the moment where you showed what you had off the court. Like the stuff that we talk about every single day, the off-season stuff, the press conference stuff, the on-the-court antics, like all of that was be- like literally began with the TJ Warren thing where he basically got into it with him, uh, blows kisses, tells him to go in the back. All of a sudden now he's in, a, in the locker room. Uh, talking about how he's garbage, she can never guard him and all this other stuff. And I feel like that was kind of what was, uh, we knew that's always been Jimmy, but being able to see at that level, that new level, I feel like was just funny to see. Uh, So we have to mention that, but let me, I want to, I know we're going to go all over the place and I know we were trying to go in order, but I'm going to just mess that up really quickly because we could sit here all day and talk about all the, uh, like the times Jimmy Butler's trash talk people. And I don't feel like we want to spend 45 minutes on that specifically. So I want to say something because I posted it the other day, actually on Twitter too. I just think it's really funny how much of it 
it's him getting an edge in the playoffs with the way he trash talks. I was going down the line over the past few years, and it's like we go, let's just start with what we just saw. You have the Grant Williams incident where he they're down. He gets face-to-face with them. He goes on the run, comes all the way back isolation the entire time and that all happens you have the that's Drew one Holiday. of my favorites just to sneak that in there keep going i didn't mean to take your your no it's all good this list. is perfect keep going you have the drew holiday one where he's basically telling him in his face and, and you have people that are, literally have seen drew holiday one of the best defenders that we have in this league and nobody's ever seen somebody treat him like this and he's doing it while down in the game and letting him know about it you go back a year before i remember ethan you talked about this one a ton uh round one against Atlanta where he kind of came out in that game one and he went out on the break and trucked Trey Young and they got in each other's face and I remember you used to say all the time like that set the tone for the series it was like okay like they're they're not messing around here like they, Jimmy was like letting Trey know but he was also letting Miami know like we're, we're serious about this you go to the next round in that in that year you go to Tobias Harris over me you have the whole time where he has that edge you have the fan base edge but you also have the Tobias Harris over me one and then the reason I wanted to finish here is because, Greg, you just talked about it in the bubble and it wraps up back to where we started, was in that series against, in the bubble against L.A., he was telling LeBron, you're in trouble. <laughs> like, I don't know if we remember him walking back to the bench because I think oh, what yeah. happened was LeBron originally said, you guys are in trouble. Jimmy remembered that. And once Jimmy started going crazy, he started letting LeBron know, now you're in trouble. So all of that to say, like, because we could sit here all day and talk about the antics that he does and the trash talking, but it's just really cool to see the fact that this is a four-year span, and we have all the, <laughs> these playoff matchups where he kind of sets a tone and makes sure you know mentally that he's there. And not only do you know mentally that he's there, but you also know that he is the Miami Heat now. That This us-against-the-world mentality that this organization has taken on, which goes to the highest levels because they know how the Boston media, the New York media feels about them, and how uh, you know most people around the league feel about them, which is kind of respect but confusion because they don't really understand how the heat do business um and and at the same time as there's respect there's also i think resentment and there is this kind of and we put out a t-shirt you know with jimmy's hair on it at the very beginning you know one of his various hairstyles which we could literally do an entire episode about that uh and can i mention this before i get back to this one of my favorite things about the jimmy butler era is that he literally <laughs> decided uh, to have that ridiculous look before uh, last season started. Oh, with the dreads, yeah. The dreads, simply so that he could be photographed on media day that way. And so, <laughs> and so that that would be what was was put on the national TV broadcast. They started for, using his 2K photo. They did. For the rest of the photo. <laughs> he, he he threw that in there and was upset. He would, you know, you, you walk past, we don't have a lot of interaction with him in the locker room, kind of leave him alone, but he, he would be complaining that, that uh, you know, the TV networks, I don't know which one, if it was Turner, ESPN, whatever, uh, was not using the the correct photo, uh, which just shows the trolling. But I want to get back to what I was saying, which is that this, you know, we put out this T-shirt, you know, you can hate us now. Uh, and this organization feeds off of that. That's what they like. Uh, they they want to be the villains in a lot of different ways. Again, I think that mostly started, well, it started a little bit with Riley leaving New York and coming down and and but that heat team never won a championship, you know, that first group in the 90s. So 
you can't really be hated the way you want to be hated if you're losing in the first round to the Knicks repeatedly. Uh, you're just hated by New York. That's it. Um, but then, you know, again, the 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 Shaq waiter, I don't think that team was hated. I don't think it was properly respected, maybe. And But then the big three era really started this. And then Jimmy is the extension of that. But in a different way than the big three heat, because LeBron, Dwayne, and Chris were not happy – being villains. They weren't comfortable being villains, particularly LeBron. He hated it. His first year, he couldn't adjust to it. He didn't understand why everybody uh, disliked him so much. He didn't understand. And I, I travel with that, this team and would hear his complaints about the stuff. He didn't understand why he would go to Memphis or Portland or Sacramento and they'd be booing him out of the building as if any of those places had a chance to get him. It's not like he spurned them in some way uh, or took meetings with them and didn't end up going to them. He couldn't he didn't get it. And he struggled with being the villain his first year. And I think that played into what happened in the finals against Dallas and against J.J. Barea and everything else that played out there. He, he wasn't comfortable with that because he'd always been liked. Like that was the thing. Like LeBron's image was this very positive, sunny image until he had the decision and decided to come to Miami. And then that changed. Dwayne was never really comfortable being a villain. He was he was OK if you criticize him a little bit. But Dwayne is more comfortable being the nice guy. And Chris Bosh is like the nicest person you've ever met. He didn't know how to be a villain, even though when he was in Toronto and went back to Toronto, he did like the wrestling poses as he walked around, you know, after his first game there. But Jimmy is very comfortable being the villain. That's the difference. And that's how this organization has been able to kind of they've they've taken on that us against the world. Nobody believes in us because Jimmy is that um, with his attitude, but also with his path, with a path that included, you know, homelessness, Juco, uh, you know, not getting drafted until the very bottom of the first round, which by the way, that he'd had a chance to take him uh, at that time and everything else with Jimmy, you know, being called, you know, not that athletic, not that this, not that this, he is this version of the Miami heat. And that's why it's the Jimmy Butler build. Uh, And so again, I'm going on too long here, but I I think we want to put some of this stuff into context. All right. After the break, we'll get to more moments here because I, the trolling stuff is great. Uh, I know that there's a lot of basketball that you guys want to get to. So I want to mention a couple sponsors of the five reasons sports network, better edge. That is our gambling partner. Use the code five RSN for $20 to play. Again, this is legal sports betting. Prize picks, our fantasy partner. Use the code 5FIVE. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Again, also legal in the state of Florida. And our friends at Water Cleanup, go to WCUFL.com. Reach out to Michael, Robert, and the team. WCUFL.com. Water damage, mold, leaks, any of that stuff, they can handle it. They're based in Boca Raton, but they service. All three counties down here, reach out to them at WCUFL.com. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, 
flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, so let's get to it. Let's get to some basketball moments here. You mentioned going toe-to-toe with LeBron. What sticks out to me about that is the respect that LeBron had for him as a competitor, which has not always been the case for everybody LeBron's competed with at that kind of level uh, in the past. Um, But let's go to uh, year two. Uh, Does anybody have anything from year two, or do we just blank on that entire year? I want to say, because I think we should group that that whole season together, because I think it's forgotten about that. That was like Jimmy's best regular season here in Miami. <laughs> like statistically, mm-hmm. like he had an incredible year. It just happened the fact that he burned out in the playoffs because he was a run on season. Like, but looking at his like stats, if you look at it's highest in points per game, he averaged over two steals a game, which was most in the league. I remember he had a lot of dominant games on that run. So like that was just a season where it was just a terrible circumstance that we kind of talked about over and over. And it was this horrible season. It felt like because of that, but he had a really great year that year. You know, yeah. he did. He did. And everybody just remembers, you know, stupidly locked in and then getting outscored by Bryn Forbes. Anything else that jumps out to you from that year, Greg? No, what jumps out more is the fact that what happened after that made that year stick out as the outlier where everyone called the bubble season the outlier. It it totally turned out that if you looked at what Miami did and some of the other teams who had success in the bubble, that it was not just because they were in that bubble, although Miami did have advantages. Because what they did following that, I know that that Milwaukee series was short, but Jimmy's ability to have the Heat playing late into the postseason every year he's here is just um, it's something that Heat fans, I know that they don't take for granted because uh, – it it you you saw how quickly it got weird when you didn't have a star to rely on and so i would say that the next part of this that really jumped out for me and i'm glad brady mentioned the emotion because 
the big three won and there were expectations. Like if you didn't win every game and if you didn't win the championship, you were a failure and everyone was going to laugh at you. And the fact that you've had the opposite level of expectation with Jimmy Butler has made the ride in some ways. People are going to think I'm nuts. It's more like fun and satisfying because you can enjoy it because you don't think that like everyone's looking at you with a magnifying glass, wishing you to fail. And so that's just a complete different way that I've experienced the, this era to get to the conference finals again, and then to get to the finals, it's just over and over to see that greatness. And then I'll just finish with this and I'll let Brady jump in on his favorite basketball moments. Cause there's been a, a, so many great plays. I posted a few on Twitter that I thought were complete, completely insane that I had forgotten about. Um, but I'll just say this game four against Milwaukee, the 56 point game. That is the greatest I've ever seen a Miami heat player play in one game. That that's inclusive of LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Glenn Rice's 56 against Orlando, any of them. I've never seen the arena that loud. I've never seen everybody go that crazy. I've never seen everyone in the room. So in awe of what Jimmy was doing and he was just locked in. So that performance is just so far up the totem pole for me now that I just think that it's etched in stone in a way that it, it it's, it's probably going to be the exclamation point of this whole thing. Once it's all said and done with Jimmy, I hope it's a championship, but that might be with Dame getting a finals MVP. I don't know. Uh, so for, for now, that moment is just in the upper echelon of all moments. Well, I think it's, um, it's one of the top three for sure. I, I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, I think, I think what you're basically talking about is you're talking about, you know, LeBron in Boston, in game six in 2012, you're talking about Dwayne Wade in game three against Dallas in the 2006 finals. And then you're talking about Jimmy. And what's crazy about the heat organization is there are about a dozen other moments that their yeah. star players that have provided that would be probably top three moments for other franchises. But for the heat, there are those three that just stick out because of circumstances, Ray Allen <laughs> dominance. Yeah. I mean, there, oh, there's a Tommy I mean, Dwayne has a ton on his own. LeBron has a ton on his own. I mean, Timmy had, you know, the 38 point game against the Knicks. There, there's a lot, but those three, because of circumstance, in some cases, obviously LeBron's probably the most significant because you probably were breaking up the big three, but you can argue that Dwayne's because it did come in the finals. Uh, and, and, but then Jimmy's was, I, I agree with you, Greg, the most masterful of all in terms of uh, just someone playing at the absolute peak of his powers and would refuse to be denied in that game and got it done in so many different ways that you can absolutely make the argument. It's the best individual performance in Miami Heat history. But, but Brady, it came in the same postseason that, you know, the the the, the designed play against Milwaukee uh, that sent that game to overtime and the little flip up and, and, and others over and over and over. And, you know, there are some been some valleys, you know, uh, the ankle injury certainly contributed to those. Even if you go back to the, the, uh, the season that they, again, he, he misses the shot so that they don't go to the finals. And in that series, he had a couple of really uh, poor games against Boston. So there's been some valleys, but I think the thing with Jimmy is there's been this ability consistently to get up from those until he hit the wall in some cases. Um, and he hit the wall, I think, against Denver 
ankle, other things going on, having to carry the team. But uh, what are some others for you? Try to do them uh, rapid fire as much as you can. Well, I'm glad Greg hit on the 56-point game because we cannot go too long without mentioning that one. That was the greatest game I've ever seen in person and probably ever seen, period. But that game was so great that you hit on it. Like, we forget about the fact of how good he was in game five and how insane that game was just because he had to follow up an absolute masterpiece. But the fact that they were down like 15 going into the fourth and he basically, him and Bam, I don't want to give Jimmy all the credit because that was an amazing Bam game specifically. But Jimmy was getting into their mental, like I said before, but he was also was just taking everybody inside the paint and scoring. And then he has that play where it felt like the game was over, Gabe hits the three and he has that crazy wild shot. And they it, the back to trolling again, right after that, he's <laughs> telling the fans, asking them what, what, putting his hand up to his ear. Uh, so yeah, there's that. There's also... Probably just because of the way it, it followed up that 47 point game, game six, the year before still was the greatest shot making display I've seen. Like, I think the shot making in that game might have been better than the one in this game four, but the game four performance was better. But if you go back and watch the shots he was hitting yeah. in that game six specifically, like he would look like he was just trying stuff out there, like the, the one leggeds and everything was just rolling in. And it's just the fact of. That was a, the there was more stakes on the line in that game than there was in the Milwaukee game. Like that game was just everybody thought it was over. Like everybody felt like it was like yeah, you had a kind of that small chance of Jimmy going in there, but nobody. I remember we had podcasts about it saying you have to kind of do the only way you're going to win this is if Jimmy can somehow do something like LeBron did in the past, and he literally did exactly <laughs> that, like exactly that. And we were like saying it as a joke almost that 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 was like the only way. So. We have to throw that in the mix. Uh, I guess the you, going back to the bubble I was going to say before was when we talked about, I think, moments in general with him just leaning over the sideline, I think was just a moment that's always going to be talked about when you when Jimmy's retired and everything because of Spo after saying that's the picture of a champion before he's a champion. And let Jimmy Butler become a champion, that is oh. going to be one of the biggest pictures that this Heat, or <laughs> Heat franchise could have with that whole storyline. So... Uh, yeah, those are the groupings. I think there's a lot of good regular season games, but I think we're hitting on more of the the big stuff. So that's pretty much it. The, the, those big playoff games, though, we could go all day with going game by game. Like there's games in that Atlanta series that I talked about before in la the season before that were some of his best performances as well. Like he had like a 45 point game, I think, in game two to open up that series, kind of show what was coming next. And also while we're hitting on moments, because you said rapid fire, I'll throw one more out there. The fact of like every seat, there was like the bubble denial. Then there was the fact they were the one seed. And then the denial of that season came because Jimmy and Spo got in the big argument and they still battled back from that. So like, there's all these moments that are mixed in that every time you mentioned the word valleys, there's been a lot of valleys right before every playoff series that they've come into. Like you have the, the bubble where they're a fit seed. You have this year, the, the one seed year, but everybody was calling them flukes and they had just got a big altercation. There's no, they're fixing, throwing random guy. Who's this Max Struss getting thrown to the starting line before <laughs> a playoff run? Like what, what's going on here? Uh, and then you have this, this last year where they're a bottom feeder fighting for their lives in the, in the playing game before they get kicked out. So I just think that is what kind of solves the puzzle of what Jimmy means to this kind of the heat culture and heat organization, because that is what they are. Like it's about the grind and everything along those lines. And that's what he's about. Greg, what else you got before I close? It's crazy to say that this is just more of a heat culture group and led by Jimmy than 
um, any of the identities taken by the big three teams or or the Dwayne Wade-led teams. It's just weird to say that because it doesn't mean they're more successful or they're going to win more championships. That's not what I'm saying. But if I'm saying like personifying heat culture, this is since Alonzo Mourning, if you have a guy at the front of the organization. I just think the next part of this is closing the deal and seeing Jimmy Butler get over the hump and win the championship will be a huge gratifying moment for Heat fans because no matter, even though the fact that Jimmy started in Chicago and bounced to Minnesota and Philly, even though he wished when he was in Minnesota, he just directed himself straight to Miami. He kind of feels like, to a degree like ours um and i you know like to like miami's because he, he chose to come here and so for them to close that deal and get a title would be so huge um and you know what when he missed that shot in game seven in retrospect now because of what they just did in the playoffs and made that damn run and the fact that he called that shit the night after he missed he said, we're going to get right back here, and next time we're going to win it. And then they went into game seven when everyone said they had no chance and they got it done. That is such an epic moment for him to call his shot so ahead of time. So I think like that's probably a good place for us to end. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but I have one more that I, I thought really showed the growth of Jimmy in this market, which was – the IG story when the Panthers and the Heat were winning yeah. every other night. You know, mm-hmm. the Panthers one night, the Heat the next night, both counted out, both nearly did not make, you know, nearly missed the playoffs. Um, two franchises that have not interacted all that much on that kind of level before because the Panthers haven't had that kind of success. They don't have the kind of backing in the market that the Heat have. But the IG story of, I guess it was a Brazilian rap song, essentially, with Jimmy wearing a Matthew Kachuk uh, jersey (laughs) while basically trolling everybody out of South Florida and just the cockiness of the whole thing. Just and, And I think, again, it gets back to this. Jimmy has given the Heat swagger. You know, you talk about the the late 90s Canes or anything. The big three, I don't know that they had swagger. They just kind of went into a building and, and other teams thought, okay, we can't match up with this. But again, it, it never really seemed to fit them right. The Heat have become this weird paradox where it's like they're led by a guy with this tremendous swagger, and yet they're sort of overlooked uh, and put to the side. And Jimmy is all of that. But I just loved the thing with the Heat and the Panthers during the playoffs. I, I thought it was great that they all they, they were backing each other in that way, the way that the Panthers embraced him. But for him to put out that video, which was basically like, not only are you not beating us, you're not going to beat the team that's in Sunrise either. And I don't know that Jimmy Butler has ever been to Sunrise. Uh, that's my guess is no. Okay. And and the other part is it seemed like also over the past year, he's begun to embrace Miami more. You know, it started with the dominoes and all that in the video, but now you're seeing more of the pop-ups with the, you know, the coffee stuff and everything else. And, you know, he did his camp in, in Broward County. It does seem like he's, he's getting himself more embedded into this community. He's never going to be Dwayne. He's never going to be Zoe. 
but he's kind of passing LeBron in that regard because LeBron, after the very beginning, didn't do much down here. It was all in Ohio. And I I just think that is one of the other things that's going to endear Jimmy, even when he's on the South of France playing tennis on a yacht somewhere or whatever it is that he's going to do after his career. uh, He he is making himself, you know, a permanent fixture in South Florida and he embodies Miami in a lot of different ways beyond just embodying the organization. So I'm sure others have memories. Uh, You can put them on off the floor, send them to us there. Also send them to us on Twitter. But again, Jimmy Butler, 34 years old, better player, I think, than we thought that the Heat were getting. And and a better fit, I think, than most people thought he was going to be with Miami. Thanks to Brady. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to our sponsors, Water Cleanup of Florida, Better Edge, Prize Picks. And check us out Sunday at Biscayne Bay Brewing. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Fire Regional Sports Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.